Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for our time of ministry in the Word of God. And um, we're excited again tonight to be around the Word of God. God is so good. He's amazing. And um, I'm really thankful for another opportunity He's given to us as His children to be able to come together around His Word. I know that the Lord will bless you. The Lord has a word for you. Um, tonight, as we continue on, um, on our teachings that we have been doing since the beginning of the new year. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads. Let's invite the presence of the Holy Spirit and ask him the great teacher and ask him to teach us through his word to grant us illumination and cause grace to abound towards us tonight in this service. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the mighty presence of the mighty Holy Spirit. Thank you for sending him to be with us, our comforter, our life giver, our strengthener, our helper, the great grace that has been made available to us. Lord, we thank you. We thank you today. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you for everything you have ordained to do in our lives, in our midst. I thank you, Lord, for my brothers and sisters, everyone that is under the sound of my voice tonight, wherever they are, I pray the blessings of heaven upon their lives. I pray that you will touch every man and every woman, every boy and every girl, every young person, everyone that is joining us online. Let this word, this teaching, this ministration of your word, let it do each of us good tonight. I pray, Father, for the, the teacher, the vessel that you are speaking through. Help me, Father. Let these blessings flow through me, through my vessel. But Lord, let me not be exempt from the blessings. I give you all the glory and I give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much and welcome again. Um, we have been just looking over the last several weeks since the year began um, at a theme that I have called, uh, titled, First Things First. First Things First. And uh, the, uh, our goal has been, since the year began, to be able to um, uh, look at a number of areas regarding our relationship with God, regarding God's mandate for our lives, and the new season that He has given to us, um, to be able to um, look at these different areas that are so important that we need to pay a lot of attention to in the beginning of a new season, the beginning of a new year, to make sure that our, our lives prosper, we make our way prosperous, to make sure that the Word of God is fulfilled in our lives, to make sure that every promise He has made to us comes into fruition. That's really what it is about, to make sure that we are well positioned, we are well positioned. So first things first. And tonight I want us to discuss what I've titled Strengthen Your Covenant with God. Strengthen Your Covenant with God. Amen. You know, first things first, talking about the covenant, the place of the covenant, uh, regarding first things, the covenant is really one of the first things that we must learn to do, to pay attention to, 
at the beginning of every journey with God, at the beginning of every new year, every new season, we've got to go to our covenant. Before we take, take steps, before we start planning, before we do anything else, we've got to pay close attention to our covenant and make sure we're strengthening our covenant. You remember that all-powerful scripture, um, we know that scripture all too well in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. You know that scripture. Everybody knows that scripture. Matthew 6 and verse 33. And seek ye first, the Bible says. Seek ye first. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek you first. Seek you first. The Amplified says, seek, but seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing right and his way of being right, and then all these things taken together will be given unto you beside. First things first. Seek first God. Seek first his kingdom. Seek first his righteousness, his way of doing right, his way of being right. Across every area of your life, to put the covenant first. That's the covenant. To give the covenant the four forefront position to give you the priority position strengthen your covenant with God right you remember in Joshua chapter 3 let's read that Joshua chapter 3 and verses 3 to 5 as the children of Israel were getting ready to cross the Jordan these were the instructions that God had given to Joshua which Joshua gave to the people and verse 3 Joshua 3 3 and they commanded the people saying when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests the Levites bearing it then you shall remove from your place and go after it you must see that ark of the covenant first that ark of the covenant must go ahead of you you must let it go ahead and you must see it it must be ahead of you it must determine your path it must determine your steps hallelujah Look at what it says, and is in verse 4, Yet there shall be a space between you and it. And what is it? The ark of the covenant. 2,000 cubits by measure. Don't come near unto it, so that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. You must see the ark. You must see the ark. And Joshua said unto the people in verse 5, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. But you must see the ark. The ark must be ahead of you. Then the Lord will do wonders amongst you when you sanctify yourself. The ark must go ahead. The ark of the covenant. You know, there is a powerful line, uh, a whole section in our covenant, in our um, uh, prophetic theme for 2024, I am undercover. I am undercover. Well, the covenant is your covering. There is no other covering. The covenant is your covering. Every time you say, I am undercover, you are saying, I am strengthening my covenant. I'm in the right place where my covenant with God is concerned. Remember what the Bible says 
in um, he, um, um, Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, where he says that the, the enemy will corrupt, the enemy kings will corrupt those that um, defile, those that pervert, and those that do not esteem and elevate the covenant. There is no escape from the prince of the power of this world. There is no escape from the king, the, the king of darkness, the power of darkness, Satan himself, the God of this world, if your covenant with God is not strengthened. I am under cover because I am under the covenant and inside the covenant with God. Joshua said, you must see the ark go first before you attempt to cross the Jordan and then God will do wonders. And then when they got to the brink of Jericho, when they got to where they needed to cross Jericho, um, to, to, to bring down the walls of Jericho. <laughs> the Bible says to us, the Lord came back to Joshua and said to him, I want you to circumcise all the children of Israel because majority of them had not been circumcised. You know, circumcision was the mark of the covenant. That's what God gave to Abraham when he gave him the covenant of circumcision. He gave him the covenant, that covenant that God made with Abraham, the mark of it, the seal of it was circumcision, physical circumcision. And uh, 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 for 40 years, many of the adults of the children of Israel died in the wilderness. So it was just the young people who made it to the brink of the promised land. And God said to Joshua, hey, I want you to go back and circumcise them. They are all adults. Many of, most of them are adults. I want you to circumcise them. Why? To strengthen your covenant with me. In, in chapter 5 of Joshua and verse 2, At that time the Lord said unto Joshua, Make these sharp knives and circumcise again the children of Israel the second time. And Joshua made him knives, verse 3, made him sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel at the heel of the foreskins, verse 4. And this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise all the people that came out of Egypt that were males, even all the men of war, they died in the wilderness, by the way, after they came out of Egypt. Most of them could not be protected by the covenant because they were not under the covering of the covenant. God said to Joshua, okay, we're about to enter into Jericho. We're about to take the promised land that you all have been believing me for for 40 years. Before we do that, let's strengthen our covenant. And you know, in the New Testament, the Bible talks about circumcision. You know, the New Covenant, we no longer have circumcision of the skin, of the foreskin like they had in the Old Testament, right? Circumcision is now of the heart. In Romans chapter 2, verses 28 and 29, I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. It says, for you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents, or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. You are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. We're talking about New Covenant, New Testament Jews. New Testament covenant people of God. That's what we're talking about. You are not a true Jew because you were born of Jewish parents 
or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. He says, no, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. And true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by the Holy Spirit. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. A person who has gone through the circumcision of the Holy Spirit, of the new covenant. A person who is under the cover, under the cover of the covenant of God in the New Testament, is someone who has completely committed their lives to seeking God first, to seeking the praise of God first, to seeking the approval of God first, to looking for uh, the ways in which God does right, the ways in which God is right, and to seek to copy those ways. In every area of their lives, beginning from their relationship with God, to their physical lives, their human relationship, their families, their finances, their finances. Actually, your finances is one of the greatest areas, one of the quickest areas to know whether or not you are in the covenant. If you are in the covenant, and if you are paying attention, and you are under the covering of the covenant, and you are strengthening your covenant with God, of course, there are so many areas that that deals with. But one of the most important areas that you know and that I know and that everybody knows is your finances. You can put God first in every area of your life and then exclude God from being first when it comes to your finances. And God is last when it comes to your finances. And then you say, I'm in covenant with God. I'm undercover. No, you are not undercover. The rain is going to beat you. Not just the rain, the element, <laughs> all these terrible things that have been sent into the world, they are going to get you because you are not undercover. But as long as you are strengthening your covenant with God and, and you are taking steps like, like he says in Romans chapter 2, verse 29, in the New Living Translation, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God Circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law or rather cutting the foreskin of the flesh, but it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit. And a person with a change has seeks to please God and to praise God in everything that he does. So that covenant, strengthening our covenant with God, ensures that we put God first in everything. We put God not just in words, not in songs, but in in everything, in everything, it's amazing to me, it's truly amazing to me how many people listen to these messages over and over and over, year after year, month after month, and their hearts are not changed. So they're not circumcised. You can tell they, they don't really have priori priority as God or the things of God in the covenant. When it comes to making decisions, they talk to everybody else and then they, they find, oh, I wonder what God may think about it. And when they find out if it's not really something they want to hear, they will do something else. When it's time to determine how they run their families, when it's time to determine how they pick their mates, when it's time to determine how to, what kind of career to pursue and how to pursue their career, when it comes to time to determine how they spend their money, 
Suddenly, everything else comes first and God is last. They have an excuse all the time why God should be last. Hallelujah. He said, circumcision is a cutting of the heart by the Holy Spirit, a change heart, a change heart. This is so powerful. We strengthen our covenant with God. First things first, we must strengthen our covenant with God. We must choose God by choosing his covenant over the idols of this world, including the idol of self. We must choose God by choosing his covenant over the idols of this world, including the idol of self. You know what the idol of self is? Doing what we want to do rather than what the Lord wants us to do. And all the other gods of this world. There's so many gods in this world. There's pride. There's mammon. There's lust. There's all sorts of idols that the world pursues. That's their pursuit. But we serve the true God. You remember the story of Elijah in uh, 1 Kings uh, chapter 18. Actually, uh, last week we wrapped up um, our, our teaching on um, raising the level of your expectation. Um, um, it, it, with this story in 1 Kings chapter 18 where Elijah uh, heard the sound of abundance of rain and went and declared that to Ahab the king and told him, hey, um, get your chariots ready. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And then he went onto the top of the mountain and started to get before the Lord and to stir up his expectation and to labor and to um, persevere stubbornly and to look for it. He sent his servant, go and look for it. That was expectation. But just before then, something actually happened where he needed to set things in order in, amongst the children of Israel. In that nation. And if you will let us pick out a, a few little verses here from 1 Kings chapter 18, I want us to read this together. One of the ways in which we strengthen our covenant with God is by putting our lives in order, putting our lives in God's order, making sure God has first place. God has first place. God must have first place in our lives. God must have first place in every area of our lives. And sometimes there's a need to put things in order. You look at our lives, our families, the way we do things, the way we operate our schedules. And we see we have pushed God. We have pushed God all the way to the back. You know, there's, I remember way back then uh, when, our, when our children were um, much younger, they're older, praise God, and they're blessed. And uh, uh, back then, there, there were so many pressures. <laughs> and uh, being in school, you know, they had homework. Those, those were days when it's homework all the time. We, but those were days when we actually did in-person midweek services on Wednesdays. Of course, we all had to be there. Those were some of the days when we had to travel between one city to another to hold an evening event 
in one other city away from where we were living physically. And a lot of times they had to go with us because we didn't really have help to, to take care of them. Some of their sporting activities they put on Sundays or times of the week or days of the week when we needed to be committed to the assignment that God had given to us, we just said, sorry, um, we would not be able to do that. We told their advisors, we told their counselors, we told their teachers, and told them, sorry, we would not be able to do that. Because the covenant is first. And we promised them it will not hurt you. It will not hurt your future. And it never did, actually. He never did. In fact, God elevated them. God honors his covenant. And God honors those who honor his covenant. Elijah called the people together. He said, okay, come on. Let's read this together. A few verses from 1 Kings chapter 18. And uh, we're going to read this uh, from verse 21. 1 Kings chapter 18 from verse 21. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long will you halt and, 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 and straddle between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow Baal. And the people did not answer him a word. The reason he told them that was because they were conflating serving God and serving themselves and serving other idols and the gods that the nations around them were serving, and they were conflating that with serving God or doing the right thing before God. And Elijah said to them, no, you have to choose. You are going to have to choose. Everyone is going to have to choose. There is no middle ground. There is no straddling. You can't sit on the fence. You are going to have to choose. Just like Moses told the children of Israel, like Joshua told the children of choose ye this day, who are you going to serve? And, and like Jesus said in the, in the New Testament, you can't serve God and then serve mammon, the spirit behind the, the God of an idol of money. You can't do both. You are going to have to choose who your God is. So Elijah said that to them and they, they would not answer him. The Bible says they didn't answer him a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I, remain only the prophet of God. And then bring all the prophets, um, bring the prophets of Baal and, and, and give them two bullocks. So they were going to go through this sacrifice. You can read this story. I don't want to take all my time reading this story. But you know what happened in verse 23. It says, uh, verse 24, he says, And call you on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answers by fire, the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Oh, wow, we like this. See, the first time they didn't answer. When, they, when he said to them, you are going to have to choose who are you going to serve. They did not answer him a word. Why? Because they were not committed. And they were not willing to make the commitment. But when Elijah said, let's see the God who is alive and the God who will answer by fire. You know what happened? They said, let's see. <laughs> we want to see. Why? They want to see this drama. If this God is still alive, we want to see him. If this God truly still answers by fire, we want to see it. So they were excited. Yes, let's, let's, let's do it. The first time, they didn't respond because they didn't really care and they were, not, they were not willing to make the commitment. This second time, because it didn't involve them, 
giving anything or doing anything, they say, yeah, let us see it. Let God do what God only can do and let's, let him prove that he's still alive today. And that's how so many people still relate with the Lord today. Yeah, let's see what he does. If he's still God, let him prove. All this word we're hearing about what dominion and faith and authority and God class exploit and the fourth man. Let's see it first. Let's see it. If we see it, then we will commit something. And in, in the next few verses, of course, you know this story. The prophets of Baal, you know, they started doing their thing. They started crying out, you know, Baal, oh, hear us. They cried from morning until noon, until night in verse, verse 26. And oh, hear us, hear us. They leapt upon, the, they would leap upon the altar that they had made, asking that their God would respond. Their God never responded. Because, of course, their gods were dead. And Elijah make fun of them. You can read this story. It's one of those exciting stories to read that will pump up your faith. And it will give you a good laugh too. Elijah started laughing at them. Maybe, maybe, maybe your God is on vacation. Maybe your God, maybe is asleep. May, may you never serve a God that is asleep. Maybe your God, maybe he's, maybe he's taking a break. He's on, on, on a lunch break somewhere. He laughed at them because their gods never showed up. There is a God that always shows up. His name is Jehovah. He's always God. Always my God. He's Jehovah. And that's his covenant names. When you play your part in that covenant, Jehovah will show up for you. When you do what God expects of you, Jehovah will show up for you. Jehovah will shine through for you. Light will come through the darkness for you. When all these prophets, false, fake prophets are done with all their gymnastics, Elijah called the people unto himself in, in, verse, um, in verse 30. Elijah said unto all the people, come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. We have to do that to strengthen our covenant with God. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob unto whom the word of the Lord came saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord and he made a trench about the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said, fill, your, fill four barrels with water and pour it on the bond sacrifice and on the wood. I like it. He, he laid, he put the wood in order. In order to strengthen our covenant with God, we've got to put our lives in order. We've got to take the different elements of our lives and put them in order, in God's order. Hallelujah. So that God can be God in our lives. The reason so many believers, prayers are not answered. Heavens are not open. Miracles don't happen. It's because our lives are out of God's order. We want to enjoy the blessings and the miracles of the God, the, the God of all ages, the God of all gods, Jehovah God. But we don't want to destroy the idols. We don't want to commit to him first. 
We don't want to seek you first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness in every area of our lives. We want to straddle. Just like Elijah said to them, there is no straddling. You've got to choose. I'm saying to you tonight, the Lord is saying to you tonight, you've got to choose. And my prayer for you is that you will choose the covenant. My prayer is that you will choose God first. My prayer is that you will sell out to God. You will commit to God and God's ways and God's principles in every area of your life first. Hallelujah. And Elijah put the wood in order and he, he said, he, poured, he asked them, pour the water. He said, do it a second time, do it a third time. And the water ran about the altar and was filled the trench with water. It came to pass at the time of the, uh, of the offering. Of the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham and Isaac and of Israel, he's invoking the covenant. He's invoking God's covenant. Lord God of Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and I've done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me that the people may know that you alone are God and that you have turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And all the people saw it and they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. The God, the God of covenant, the covenant keeping God. He showed himself. He showed, he can never deny himself. He's God forever. He's God forever. He showed himself. I pray God will show himself for you. I, show, I pray God will show himself on your behalf. I pray God will show himself on your behalf. He showed up. No matter where you are in the world, no matter what wilderness you may be encountering, the God of the covenant will show himself on your behalf. If you are truly strengthening your covenant in him, if you are truly you have put your life in order. If you are truly under the cover of his covenant, the God of the covenant will show himself up for you. In Jesus' mighty name. Put your life in order. Strengthen your covenant with God first. I really love um, in our Dominion Exploits um, devotional. I love just about every one of those different days and the different writings. It's a miracle that the Lord gave us this devotional. Praise God. What a blessing. What a blessing. A lot of labor. Right through the end of the year, I went into putting this devotional together. I'm so thankful. It's not perfect, but it's anointed. Hours and hours and hours of labor through the day, through the night. I know sometime during the, um, the latter part of the year, I was saying in different services, I don't want this year to end. I don't want this year to end. Because I was looking for a way to complete this assignment that the Lord has given me. Some of these assignments were some of the publication assignments that the Lord helped us launch this new year. We worked on them right through Christmas, through Thanksgiving, <laughs> through, through the new year, through holiday season. Walked around the clock. Walk around the clock. And I'm so thankful. They are powerful. They are anointed. And the world will be blessed by them. 
in Jesus' mighty name as we get ready to get them around the world. But one of the ones that I really like there is day 26. Day 26 says the God of the Bible is still here today. This service is going to go a little bit longer. We're already at 30 minutes. I have a couple more scriptures that I have to read on strengthening your covenant with God. So though I like to come, come finish and close out around 40, 45 minutes, I'm not sure I'll be able to do that. But let's see how the Holy Spirit helps us. I'll stop as soon as I, as soon as I think it's time to stop. But it says the God of the Bible is still here today. And of course, one of the scriptures highlighted is Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. Do you know there are a lot of people who think Jesus Christ was the same before. But he's no longer that same way. The, one, the Jesus we used to read about in the Bible is a different Jesus we have today. There's a lot of people who think like that. No, but the God of the Bible is still here today. The God of the covenant, the God of the Bible is still here today. Jesus of Nazareth is still here with us by the Holy Spirit. He's still doing exactly the things that he did back then and even more. Because now it can be multiple places at the same time. Let's, let me read through this real quickly. You know, it really gives me, it gives me a kick just reading this particular devotional. The God of the Bible is still the same God today and he has never changed. He will never change. He remains forever the same. Sad to say, a lot of believers only have a form of religion, but they deny the power that is available to them by virtue of their covenant with Almighty God. Religion concedes that God exists and he can do great things if he chooses to. It credits God with the great events of scripture and admits they could probably be repeated, but not likely if ever. Banks are more trustworthy. Medical science is more dependable. Society is a better judge of right and wrong. It is no surprise that God never shows up in many situations people go through. And oftentimes his word seems powerless. Like he did for those prophets of Baal. Remember these prophets of Baal were Israelites too. They were not like people from another nation. They were like, they were Israelites. They were part of the nation of Israel too. But they are sold out to idols other than Jehovah God. And in the day when they needed those idols to show up, those idols were silent. They were missing in action. And that's unfortunately the experience of a lot of believers. When the covenant is not first in our lives, when God is not first in our lives, the times come in every life when we need him. The time will come. Mark my words. The time will come in your life, in my life. The time will come. Times will come in every life when we need him. And unfortunately for so many, he will not show up. Unfortunately. Why? Because we did not put him first. We did not put his covenant first. Listen to this. His word seems powerless. His demonstrations of power are really a far-fetched reality in many lives. But do you know, child of God, that you and I have a different place with God? When we walk by faith, hold on to his word, and elevate his covenant in our lives. Look at that. Elevate his covenant in our lives. Elevate his covenant in our lives. He really does show up for us. He really does. If you ever hear anyone say to you, they needed God 
and God didn't show up, tell them, let them know you are a liar. If you ever hear anyone say, I sold out to God, I've put God first, I've given him everything, and the night hour came, the night hour came, the night season came, and I waited and waited and waited, and at the end, God never showed up for me. And it became too late, and my situation passed, and it was written off as a disappointment and a failure because God never showed up. Tell them you are a liar. You are lying. You will be the very first person on this earth who has ever experienced such a thing. The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. He is not the son of a man that he should repent. He is a covenant-keeping God. He is a covenant-keeping God. His word will never fall to the ground. His covenant will never fail. Bible says his word, the words that have gone out of my mouth, I will never, they will never return to me void. He said in Psalm 89, my covenant will I not break, neither alter the words that have gone out of my mouth. I think that's Psalm 89, maybe verse 24, verse 34, something, 34 maybe. Neither alter the words that have gone out of my mouth. I will not do it. I will not do it. I will never break my covenant. He said in Jeremiah, if you can break my covenant with the sun and with the moon, then you can. But you can't. I will never break my covenant. My covenant will never be broken. So all these people running around, singing stories of idols, people who sold out to mammon and sold out to, to the idols of this world, including self and flesh, who want us to believe that their situations became too late and God never showed up, he never fulfilled his word, we need to let them know you are a liar. There is a lying spirit that is following you around. Because that's not our God you are talking about. Our God does not do what you have just described. Our God shows up. He may show up in the midnight hour. He may show up when everybody thinks it's too late. He may show up when they already throw you into the fire, like the three Hebrew boys. And everybody thinks there is no way out. But God will always show up. I said God will always show up. There will never be a situation where God didn't show up for you. There will never be a situation where God didn't show up for you. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When, when, when we have a different place with God, when we walk by faith, hold on to his word and elevate his covenant in our lives, he really does show up for us. God is always looking for an opportunity to show up for his beloved children. You know he hasn't changed. And if you keep your confession of faith, he will bust through your lion's den and rescue you in the nick of time. I see the Lord stepping into your situation and manifesting his glory today. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. He'll bust through your lion's den. He'll come through that furnace of fire. You will never, ever be able to say God didn't keep his word because he's a covenant-keeping God. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. The covenant simply states, like the prophet said unto King Asa, let's start wrapping this up. He said unto King Asa in 2 Chronicles and chapter 15, If you are with God, God is with you. 
But if you depart from God, God will depart from you. It's as simple as that. It wasn't that prophet who was the first person who said, Moses said exactly the same thing. I said before you life and death, you know, you choose life and you will live. Choose the blessing. You'll be blessed. Choose the covenant. You'll prosper. Joshua said exactly the same thing. Choose ye this day who you serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You have to make the choice. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. That prophet sent, said to King Asa, let's go read this scripture real quick here. In 2 Chronicles and chapter 15. If you are with God, God is with you. As long as you are with God, God is with you. Let's start here. 2 Chronicles chapter 15. Let's read verse 2 and then go and read from verse 12 to 15. Do this real quickly. And then I want to go read a couple of scriptures in Hebrews before I have to stop tonight. 2 Chronicles chapter 15. Glory to God. I, I landed in 1 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter 15. Verse 2. Let's read from verse 1. Verse 1 and 2. And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God came upon this prophet. And he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye me, hear me, Asa, king of Judah, and all Judah and Benjamin. Listen to this. The Lord is with you. This is Second Chronicles chapter 15 verse 2. The Lord is with you while you are with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. The Lord is with you while you are with him. And if you seek him, he'll be found of you. You will never call the God of Elijah, the God who answers by fire, and he not respond to you by fire. If you are with him, if you are seeking him, the Lord is with you if you are with him. There's some lying spirits out there in the world. And a lot of them are in the body of Christ. Lying spirits. Who have perverted the hearts of God's people. A lot of the hearts of God's people. Especially uh, believers who worship God, who carry, you know, go to church. And, and even pastors and ministers of the gospel. Their hearts are so perverted and corrupted by the lie of the devil. They have bought into the lie of the devil that says you can call God and God may not show up. Some of them would even tell you, well, you know, in my midnight hour, God never showed up. And I don't know if to keep trusting him. I don't know. That lying spirit has corrupted their heart. And many of them are living a lie. They look like they are prospering. They look like they are doing well, but they really are not. They are living a lie. And very soon, the bottom is going to fall out. You are going to see. The whole world is going to see it. The Spirit of the Lord God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded. And he went out to meet Asa and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you are with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. Watch this. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you too. If you forsake him, he will forsake you too. Listen to how the Amplified Bible puts this. He says, and he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you while you are with him. 
If you seek him, inquiring for him and inquiring of him, craving him as your soul's first necessity. I like that very much. That is a huge key to everything I'm ministering tonight. I like that very much. If you seek him, inquiring for him and inquiring of him, craving, craving, desiring him, craving him as your soul's first necessity, he will be found by you. But if you become indifferent and forsake him, he also will forsake you. The Bible tells us in verse 3, for a long time they didn't have no victory. And it was not hard to understand why. The Bible actually says there were no teaching priests. There was no one to teach them the word and, and, and release revelation from the presence of God to them. Look at that verse 3. He says there now for a long time Israel was without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. For a long season, Israel had been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. How important it is that the covenant is in place. How important it is that we are constantly being reminded by our teaching priests. There's a teaching priest ministering to you tonight. So you will not miss your way. So you will not become a victim of this satanic world, of the darkness and the corruption of this world. There's a teaching priest ministering to you tonight so that your victory and your dominion and authority can be established not just today, but into your future. That your future can be secure. That everything God has spoken concerning you can become established. There is a teaching priest and I'm ministering to you from the bottom of my heart. What I'm ministering to you is not theory at all. I'm ministering to you from the core of my being. The truth, the truth, the unveiling of the revelation of the word of God. As I have known it and as I have experienced it. Let's go to verse 13 of this same, verse 12 of this same scripture. 2 Chronicles chapter 15 and verse 12. The Bible says in verse 12, well, let's, you know what? Let's, let's pick it up from verse 11 because I like the sacrifice they did here. Verse 11. And they offered unto the Lord the same time of the spoil which they had brought, 700 oxen and 7,000 sheep. Your your strengthening your covenant always has something to do with something precious that comes from you to God. Something precious that comes from you to God regularly, consistently, regularly, consistently. There are a lot of people who talk about the tithe. You know, I, I, I describe the tithe as minimum, minimum pay, payment due. It's really, it's just, it's the bottom. It's not even, there's so many people having all these debates everywhere. That's minimum, really. And then some people say, well, if I pay one time in a year, one time in six months, one time in three months. Well, how would you want for God to show up for you only once in a year? 
How would you want to only be able to guarantee that God is available to you only once in six months? I don't know about you, that's not good enough for me. This devil is too evil. He's too crazy. I have to have God every day. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. I have to have Jesus every day. I have to have Jesus every day. My covenant with him is ongoing. It's strong and it's ongoing every day. I don't have a quarterly covenant. I don't have a, a biannual covenant. Oh, no. My covenant with him is strong. And I'm not trying to be funny. This is very serious what I'm ministering to you tonight. It's not just that it can change somebody's life. It's not just, it can pull somebody out of the pit. Somebody that the devil has buried in the pit for years. This may be what's missing. Hallelujah. They offered unto God. Strengthening your covenant always requires that you give the top and the best of what you have to the Lord. Some people call it the tithe. Some call it seed, some call it sacrifice, whatever. But every time, everything that comes into your hands, everything that comes into your life, that you give God the best of it, the best. It's not an afterthought. After I've taken care of everything else, then I'll, I'll remember. No, 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 no. Some say God understands. Well, what he understands is that you don't honor him. Like he said in Malachi, a father honors his son, but where is my honor? You do not honor him. You honor him only with your lips, but you don't honor him in your life. Because you, you want him to be there. You want him to be an everyday Jesus for you. But you want to pick and choose when you make your resources available to him. When you do your part in the covenant, you want to pick and choose. It doesn't work that way. Remember what, that, what uh, Azariah said to Asa? You choose. As long as, God, as long as you are with God, God is with you. As long as you play your part, God is playing his part. i got to close this. Hallelujah. In verse 12, And they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul. They gave first. And then they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord their God with all their heart and with all their soul. That whosoever, verse 13, that whosoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel should be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. Verse 15, and all Judah rejoiced at the oath, the covenant, for they had sworn with all their heart, and they sought him with all their whole desire. I like it. They sought God with their whole desire. And it was found of them, and the Lord gave them rest roundabout. It was found of them, and the Lord gave them rest roundabout. I see God giving you rest roundabout. I see God giving you rest roundabout. Say amen, somebody. Say amen, somebody. The covenant must be top of mind. The covenant must not be something once you know. It must be top of mind. You know, Joshua said to the, the children of Israel in Joshua 3, before you cross the Jordan, make sure you see the ark of the... It must be top of mind. You must see, it must be for you. It must be before you, must be around you all the time. Remember what the Lord said to them in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Let's quickly read that. I've got to try to bring this to a close. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and from verse 3. 
Hear ye therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with you, and that you may increase mightily, as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, in the land that flows with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart. Notice, in your heart. This is where we're going. You see that now as we close out in Hebrews. Shall be in your heart. That circumcision must happen in the heart. And you shall teach them diligently unto the children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house. And when you walk by the way. And when you lie down. And when you rise up. You bind them for a sign upon your hand. And they will be frontless before your eyes. And you write them upon the post of your house and on your gates. You bind them on your heart. Bind them on your heart. The words of the covenant. In Hebrews chapter 4, the Bible says Jesus, Jesus, he serves in his capacity as our high priest because of the covenant. We have a great high priest, the Bible says. His name is Jesus. But he serves in that capacity as our high priest because of our covenant with God. In Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 14 to 16, the Bible says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but he was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly, Onto the throne of grace. You can come boldly onto the throne of grace because you are in covenant with God and Jesus is your high priest. You can come boldly. Anything short of that eliminates your boldness in the spirit. You can come boldly before the throne of grace because you are in the covenant with God and Jesus is your high priest. Let us come, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That we may find help, the Bible says. Help. In the Amplified it says, let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace, the throne of God's unmerited favor, that we may receive mercy for our failures and find grace to help in good time. For every need, appropriate help and well-timed help coming just when we need it. Our high priest, our high priest will not be a failure. He will provide help when we need it. Appropriate help, well-timed help in the covenant. It is guaranteed in the covenant. Oh, sheparadekiasaparideske. I got to close. Jesus cannot serve as our high priest outside of the new covenant God enacted with us as his people. Jesus cannot serve as our high priest outside of the new covenant God enacted with us as his people. This is the longest service I'm doing so far this year. <laughs> and rightfully so. It's one of the most important concepts that the Lord wanted me to get to you. When it's all said and done, I think we would have hit one hour. I think so. Jesus cannot serve as our high priest outside of the new covenant God enacted with us as his people. Hebrews 8, 1 to 3 first. 
now of the things which we have spoken. This is the sum. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle with the Lord pitch and not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is of necessity that this man also have somewhat to offer. It goes down. Let's go down and close out in from, from verse 6 to 10. But now has Jesus obtained a more excellent ministry. By how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. Let's jump to verse 10. Let's read uh, uh, verse 9 and 10. Not, he says, well, from verse 8, for finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continue not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. You see that? They continued not, and God regarded them not. They continued not, and God regarded them not. They continued not, and when they called God, he regarded them not. That's just the way it works. Like Azariah said to Asa, he is with you, if you are with him. If you will seek him with all your heart, he is with you. If you will give him all of your heart, if you will keep him front and center, keep his covenant front and center always, he is with you. He is with you. But if you choose to do otherwise, he will disregard you. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers, in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they continued not in my covenant and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. Verse 10, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts and I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much tonight. Ooh, glory to God, glory to God. What a feast in the word. What a feast in the word of God, the word of your covenant. Thank you so much for your mighty presence that has been with us. I bless your people as your teaching priest tonight. I've spoken your word to them. Let faith arise in every heart. Grant them revelation knowledge. Open their eyes and their hearts. Let them become circumcised in their hearts again. Let change happen. Let change happen. Let them put to death the idols of this world. The idols of self. The idols of mammon. The idols of this world. And give you first place in their lives. In everything that they do. And then fulfill your word. The God who answers by fire. I know you will answer them. You will provide appropriate help, well-timed help, good help, every time we need it. I give you the glory and the praise. Receive it to yourself, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you survived this teaching tonight and you're still there with us, congratulations. This is probably one of the best 
word ministries that we've done this year. So excited about it. Glory to God. We're out of time. God bless you, saints. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. I look forward to seeing you again same time next week. God bless you. Good night.